This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. The Bucks never stop here. You're listening to Green and Growing, hosted by Sparky Pfeiffer and Nathan Marzion. Hey, it's C Sparky, 5 for 12.50 a.m. The Fan. Follow me on Twitter at Sparky Radio. There he is, Bucks super fan. And one year older since the last time we talked. He is Nathan Marzion. Follow him on Twitter. At Nathan Marzian, and uh, it was nice uh, to have Mr. Lewinberg on from TSN in Canada on our last podcast on Tuesday. If you have not heard the Josh Lewinberg uh, interview that I was able to do on Tuesday afternoon, Nathan Marzian has a full-time job, by the way, folks. He does not just do this for a living. So Marzian works during the day, so anytime I can get somebody on that can't do it at night, sometimes uh, I let just Nathan do, don't worry about it. I'll just do this one and then get an interview. If we can get an interview. And I thought Lewinberg was really good talking about Nick Nurse, talking about Adrian Griffin, both with Toronto the last several years. If you missed that, go back and listen to that on your Odyssey app uh, or anywhere you can download your green and growing podcasts. Uh, okay, Mr. Marzian, uh, we have not talked since Adrian Griffin has been hired. Thoughts on the Adrian Griffin hire? Because last we talked, it was Nurse. It was Kenny Atkinson, and it was Adrian Griffin. Neither you nor I thought Adrian Griffin was a real possibility, I don't think. And boom, presto, Adrian Griffin is the guy they're claiming is going to be the next head coach of the Bucs. It was definitely, it was definitely shocking. You know, I, I was, I was on our, that was on our birthday that it happened. So yeah, we were, we were both not just the kinda, birthday present I was looking for. We were both just, you know, going about our day, excited that's our birthday, and all of a sudden, boom, Bucks are hiring Adrian Griffin, and yeah, I mean. It, I I can't have much of a reaction to it. I don't think anyone can. I am not going to act like this is amazing and, you know, oh, my God, I'm so happy because we don't really know much about him. And I'm not going to act like this sucks because we don't know much about him. I mean, you can't really – nobody knows that much about this guy. And really the only people that do know are the people who interviewed him and the people that, you know, talked to him and learned about, you know, what he's going to possibly implement for this team and – you know, Giannis clearly liked him because that's that reportedly was the guy that Giannis was, you know, really wanting them to go for. And so, if Giannis likes him that much, then I have to think that there's something good about him. You know, I'll, I'll trust that. And yeah, I mean, I, I I'm not at all like, oh, there's no chance we can win a title with this guy right away. I mean, we've seen first year head coaches win titles. Did I want a first year head coach? Was that my main? You know, was that my number one pick? No, but. I mean, if, if Giannis likes him this much, you keep Giannis happy. He's coming from the Nurse coaching tree, so there is a chance you're getting kind of the good qualities of Nick Nurse without the, you know, Nurse is kind of a hard guy to deal with apparently and a hard, you know, doesn't get along with everyone that well. This could end up being, you know, Nick Nurse a little bit without that part of him, with a more likable, you know, Nathan. more likable personality. But Nathan, he coached with Scott Skiles who has a burnout rate because he grinds on players. He coached with Tom Thibodeau, uh, same, 
burnout rate gets on players. And now Nick Nurse. All of these guys are similar personalities and go about coaching guys similar type of ways. Hard on them, play them a bunch of minutes, and that's kind of how they all coach. That does not mean that's how this guy is going to coach, right? But just to say, as far as personalities that he's coached under and styles that he's coached under, they've all been relatively the same. All defensive-minded coaches, even though Nick Nurse was thought to be this offensive genius, which you know fell on hard times once Kawhi Leonard left. Uh, but that team was about defense, obviously, and switching and you know doing different things to stop the best team, uh, other team's best player, playing without a true center and still being good defensively without that rim protector. Uh, now they got Pearl, obviously, but in between, you know, they they didn't have that guy. So I, as I said before, I, I simply was asked on my birthday, um, what do you think? And I simply said, it better bleeping work. I didn't say bleeping. That was that was my response. And I was asked this multiple times yesterday, and my response has been the same every single time. This better work. And I agree. Giannis made the call. that By all indications of everybody you hear from, Everybody says Giannis was, quote, intrigued, end quote, uh, by what uh, Adrian Griffin told him. So does that mean he was intrigued by how he told Giannis he wants to use Giannis? Does that mean he was intrigued by the offense that he wants to run? Does that mean he was intrigued by what he wants to do defensively and how he wants to use Giannis defensively going forward? I would really love somebody to get with Giannis and figure out what he was intrigued by of what Adrian Griffin said. Uh, that I'm led sure him they to lean more forward towards AG uh, over, say, Nick Nurse. Yeah, but I'm I'm sure they did that. I mean, they're not just uh, we're not just out there. Oh, Giannis, what do you think? Well, I kind of like this guy. Okay, we're going with that guy. They're they're gonna ask him about him. They're gonna you know get everyone's thoughts on it. They definitely, from all I've heard, they did a very in they had a very in depth process. You know, they met with these guys. It was oh yeah, very, they traveled to go see him and wasted a lot of jet fuel because they didn't want to do zooms and they blah had it, blah they, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know. I read all the same crap you read, and that's why are you all saying fine it's crap? Dandy. Why that's are you saying it's dandy. crap? It, it, because, with all due respect to all of this, they had a short list of what they wanted to do going in. Somebody was going to have to wow them in order to get on their short list. Now, was Adrian Griffin on their short list? Maybe not. But maybe he did wild them and he got on the short list. And then to their surprise, Giannis decided to go with him over the two proven guys. And then we didn't hear everybody that interviewed because Mark Jones, who does the Kings games, play-by-play guy, uh, national play-by-play guy as well, tweeted out that Jordy Fernandez interviewed with the Bucks, a Kings assistant, who I like. I didn't know that. Then I find out today reading a Nick Nurse piece. I think it was in the athletic, not Nick Nurse, Monty Williams. Piece in the athletic today because they just gave him a boatload of money in Detroit to come help that struggling Pistons franchise. They called Monty Williams too. The Bucks did, and the we Bucks, knew that. Monty Williams said, "Not interested, not interested. Taking the year off, not coming, not not coming out to coach." Sorry, guys. And he told the Pistons the same thing. Pistons, however, didn't take no for an answer. Came back with a Brinks truck and said, "I we think we can convince you otherwise." The Bucks. Uh, went with the assistant in Adrian Griffin and kind of gave up the pursuit of Monty Williams at that point based on everything we've read. I hope it works. I do. I really hope it works. But so isn't, no, no, that's a good thing though, that they didn't go with it. I would much rather have a first year guy that I'm unsure about than a guy like Monty Williams or Doc Rivers, who I am sure about, but I know that it's not very good. You know, I'd rather have a guy that I'm like, okay, at least this, at least I, there's the potential of this guy being really good. Whereas 
Monty or Doc, it's like, yeah, they have the experience, but I just don't think they're the guy. There's evidence out there that they might not be the guy. I'm, I, I, I don't know how anyone can have too much of a positive or negative opinion on this because we don't know really anything about assistant coaches. Well, like we just don't. Right. He's been here. So, I mean, I've, I've interviewed Adrian Griffin. I've talked to Adrian Griffin. I fine with Adrian Griffin. Like, he was a good dude when he was here. Super nice guy to the media. Like, I got yeah, but no that was, beef. This was I, I 2008. Got, I know that, but I'm just saying, like, the dude, we kind of know. I don't I don't know Chris Quinn at all. They would have hired that dude. Or Kevin Young in Phoenix, never talked to that dude. So this guy I kind of at least have talked to a couple of times. Whether he remembers me or not, I don't know. But, uh, you know, I remember talking to him early in the days of SSP and having those conversations. He was a lot easier to get along with than Skiles, I'll tell you that much. Uh, so that is, I, I'm okay with that aspect of it. But like you, I, I don't know, man. Like, you've got Giannis for two more years. He's probably not going to take this option, and I don't expect him to because he's going to play this out and get as much money as he can when he becomes a free agent, just like he did the last time, which is the smart thing to do. Let me ask you this, because this was asked to me on Twitter today. How long of a deal do you think they gave Adrian Griffin? A few years. Three years. If it's okay. anything more than three years, I will be floored. Three years allows you the opportunity to have, after two years, and Giannis goes, this ain't working. Okay, we'll eat the third year, and we'll go get you a new head coach to keep you in Milwaukee. If it's five years, I think it's going to be a hard sell to have them eat three more years in order to make Giannis happy after two when he goes into free agency to go get somebody else. If it's more than three, I will be really, really surprised with a guy that's unproven. Now, the good, another, I mean, you know, I, I like to look at some of the good of this. You're more of a positive person than I am usually, yes. I just try to look for the good. I'm not saying it's always good, but I try to look for it, especially in situations where we don't know. You know, we can't sit here and act like, I'm not going to act like it's great. I'm never going to do that because, again, we don't know, but we, I'm also not going to act like it's bad. I'm not going to act like, oh, my God, this sucks. Because, again, they know more than we do. Clearly, Giannis was okay with it, very okay with it. Chris had to have been okay with it because he was in those meetings. The whole franchise must have been okay with it or they're not going to hire the guy. They know more than we do. So why are we like, I, I just, I can't get, I, I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh, well, first year head coach. So I don't really trust him, but you know, I, and, and act like I know more than the people that are interviewing okay. him see exactly what he wants to do, see all that stuff. And again, you mentioned that like he's coming from these defensive minded coaches and he comes from a, a coaches that make defensive adjustments, which is what we need. And again, if he gives us that and he is a little bit more likable than Nick nurse. Okay. Then is it possibly like the better option going forward for, you know, this team? Maybe if, if, if he, if he works better with those guys and gives you some of that same stuff that you get on the court, then I don't see a problem with it. And you and, have to understand here. Hold on a second. You have to understand what just happened. Nick nurse got hired by Philly. So whether you like it or you don't like it, if Philly beats Milwaukee in the playoffs and they go to the finals and Milwaukee's at home, this is going to be brought up that you hired the wrong damn guy because he's in a well, conference and can knock you out and be a problem, he's going to be linked to Nurse now going forward for the next three, four years when they see each other in the playoffs. And, oh, man, Nick Nurse schooled him in the playoffs. We picked the wrong guy. It's going to it's going to come up if they lose. Now, if they win, he's going to look great. Bucks are going to look great. But you are going to have this kind of hanging over your head now with him being in the same conference. Yeah, for sure. But it does, I mean, it does depend on how you lose. If you lose and there was, a, you know, the coaching wasn't, any major advantage for either side. Okay. It's different than if, you sure. know, again, where Bud got coached in the first round when Bud got out coached by nurse in 2019, those were like clear, this dude just absolutely 
punk the other guy. Yep. If that happens, yes, absolutely. You're going to have to, you know, kind of eat that and just look dumb for that. But I don't know. Again, if Giannis likes him that much, I, I, I'm, hey, the chances of Giannis being on the team in 2027 are, in my opinion, greater than they were a week ago. Because even if it doesn't work out, you Giannis cannot be that mad at the organization. This isn't the organization like doing something that he didn't want or just going on their own and making their own decision. Giannis was very heavily involved. Yep. He was probably the biggest reason they they maybe made this decision. If it doesn't work out, Giannis can't sit there and like, oh, I'm going to leave because you guys picked the wrong coat. No. And, and I, I I just think that he understands that. And if it doesn't, even if it doesn't work out, and this is a big assumption to just assume that this is a really bad. Yeah, right. it's a big assumption to just assume, but we'll assume the worst. Assume it doesn't work out. And in two years, this is looking really bad. I don't think that it's really going to hurt the chances of Giannis leaving as it would if you, you know, if, again, if Giannis was a little bit against hiring Nurse and you went and hired Nurse and that didn't work out and there were problems in the locker room and all that, then, okay, all of a sudden Giannis might be like, I didn't want to hire this guy. Like, you guys just, you know, ruined two years of my prime, blah, 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 and I didn't want to hire him. Then I could see him being more frustrated. But I just, I think this, you know, is a, a perfectly fine thing. I'm not going to go overly positive overly negative with it we got to just wait and see see what he does adjustment wise and and see what he can do in game um but i am excited about it i mean i'm 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 hopeful i'm excited i don't think that this is a and and again looking at some of the other options that were out there for assistance or you know uh, not the top options when you you know look at like james borrego um who is borrego's been a head coach though yeah but i'm saying would you rather have James Borrego, or would you rather have? I'd rather have Chris Quinn or Sam Cassell. Adrian Griffin. Well, but those, I, I'm those saying there's also that I've never been a head coach. Yeah, but there's those guys haven't even been interviewed. I'm just talking about well, of Quinn the was. options that were of the options that were out there. But I he he wasn't in the final thing or anything. Right. Of the options that were out there, there there could have been worse options. This isn't like the absolute. Oh my God, we we got stuck with the worst option, but Giannis liked it. No, like this is a perfectly fine option. You know, I just think that. Scott Brooks was one other one that would have been yes. like, okay, that's really, really bad. No. And again, even Doc Rivers, Monty Williams, those would be, yes, they're proven. Yes, they've been in the league a while. Yes, you, I guess, trust them a little bit more. Monty Williams won a lot of games. But I I would rather have Adrian Griffin than those guys because that, those guys I know I don't really like. Adrian Griffin is like, okay, maybe I could like him. Maybe he ends up being good. Maybe yeah. you know this ends up being a perfect fit. So I don't know. I'm not going to look at this as – they got stuck with a bad hire that Giannis just liked because I feel like that's how some people look at it is, yep. oh, well, Giannis better be right because this guy clearly wasn't that good. No, maybe he just was a, you know, impressive in his interviews and has some good ideas and can bring you know, a lot to the table and could end up being a really good coach. So we just got to wait and see. I uh, have been saying on social media when people have been asking me where the hell is the Adrian Griffin presser at for the Bucks, I've been saying, hey, man, Maybe it's because they got to wait till the NBA Finals is done. Maybe this is an Adam Silver thing where I don't want distractions in the NBA playoffs with head coaching pressers taking away from the storylines of our games. Y'all got to wait till it's done. I thought that's what was going on because nobody else was really doing anything. And then presto, Tuesday, is, or not Tuesday, Thursday this is, as we record this, there's a Nick Nurse presser. And I'm going, whoa, okay. Well, that's not the reason that we have no presser from Adrian Griffin. So what the hell is going on? Why don't we have a press? Why haven't we had a press? Is, is he on vacation and he's not available to do the presser? Like, what the hell is going on? I, this doesn't make, to me, this doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, the, unless Woj is wrong and everybody is wrong and it's not Adrian Griffin, could you imagine if it's not Adrian Griffin now? After all Something would have already come out. They, Something would have already come out. They pivot and they go, 
We never said it was Adrian Griffin. We never put out a press release. You all ran with it. It's actually Coach X. Surprise. Here's a press conference because maybe, hey, look, just let's talk about this. They can't come to deals on a, on a contract. He wants five years. They're offering three. He doesn't want to move. They don't want to move. They're screwed. And now they got to hustle back to go find somebody else. Could you imagine if they, now, would you be mad if they blundered it now? If it actually doesn't end up being Griffin and somebody else ends up becoming the coach because they can't figure this out with Griffin? I mean, yeah, only because it would just be like a sign of incompetence in the organization. Yes. Thank you. Incompetence. That is the correct word. I've dealt with a lot of Bucks incompetence before this ownership group got here with Herb Cole. So I know all about incompetence in the Bucks. And now Jimmy Haslam, incompetent, also involved in this ownership group, which has been a very scary thing for me uh, in general. Let's hope that Gray Jim Griffin's on vacation or somebody's on vacation and that's why yeah, we I'm, can't do it that's what i'm hoping. i'm not i'm not i'm not looking too much into it personally like i know it's kind of like weird and oh why is nick nurse already have a press conference all that but i i'm kind of just for right now just like okay whatever it hasn't been that long you know it could be for any type of reason let's just let's just yep. wait and see all right very good uh let's move on Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Topic number two. That first topic took 16 minutes. Let's have the podcast. What players do you want to see move this summer? Now, normally on a Thursday, we do a a Twitter poll question. I felt like we didn't need to do that because Marzian took it upon himself to do one yesterday. And I tweeted at Marzian and said, ah, we're back to doing this again. And, you know, during the season, Marzian always would play off like, Hey, I'm not trying to get anybody upset about about this whole getting upset at me about training Bobby Portis, but I'm just saying like that. Now I feel like Marzian has decided he's going to stick both feet in the dirt and then the sand and say to hell with this. I'm planting my flag here. I'm I'm moving on from Bobby Portis. That's the best option, and I'm not moving. Marzian, am I reading the room correctly? Is that where you're at right now, where you've just decided you're all in on moving Bobby Portis, and it's going to be you against the world? Uh, if that's what it ends up being at the end of the day, is that where we're at? Yes. Now, <laughs> now here's the thing. So during the season, I was much, I was much less adamant about it. And I, yes. I didn't even have a, I had, I did not have a strong, like, I really need to trade Bob because teams playing well, you know, during the deadline, I was like, okay, would I look to potentially move him if they can get you a really good deal? Yes. I don't think he should be considered like untouchable by any means. And I'd mentioned that, but I wasn't like pushing for them to do it. I didn't expect them to do it, whatever. That's during the season when everything's going well. You think that this team's going to go win a title, yada, yada. Well, then they lose in the first round. Yes, that's going to change some stuff. <laughs> and I'm glad they got a new coach in here. I think that's think? a big, I think that's a big, 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 you know, help. Just get a new coach in. But this is what I keep telling people, man. And, and I just don't think people step back and look at the whole situation and analyze like, okay, what can we do to improve the roster? You can't do much because they don't have space to sign anyone. They're not going to trade Chris. They're not going to trade Drew. Unlikely. I mean, I really, really doubt it. And even if you do trade one of those guys, the chances of you getting better this year are unlikely. You can get someone who's younger and extend your window a little bit, but I don't think if you trade one of those guys, 
you're going to get better right now. So I think I think most Bucks fans agree that this core right now is a very, you know, it's a major contender. This team can win another title. They'll be one of the top three contenders next year. And so you want to maximize that. Okay, so if we all agree on that, you know, at least most of us, that Giannis, Chris, Drew, Brooke, those guys are probably not going anywhere, but that core is a contender. Do you want to try to make the team better or do you want to just leave the team exactly as it was last year when they lost in the first round? Because me personally, I, I can't get down with just let's run everything back and you're going to lose some of those and, you know, um, guys on the end of the bench and whatever. You're going to have to, you know, get a few vet minimum guys in here. And you can't, people think they can just sign whoever. You, you have no space. We can sign like one guy for like $5 million potentially if they stay under the second apron. And then you can sign vet minimums. That's it. So we don't I have much room to stay under the second apron if they yeah. pay Lopez and Middleton. And so if they go over the second apron, you only can sign vet minimum players. So you're not getting anyone that's going to save the day in free agency. So if that's the case, your options literally, again, we're assuming that you can't get anyone in free agency really besides vet minimums and you're not going to get rid of the top four guys. Your options are very limited at that point. And it's, again, either run it back completely the same or try to make some upgrades where you can. And yes, you know, you're going to, to get a valuable player back, you're going to have to give up someone who has some value that you do still kind of like. That's how it works. You can't trade terrible players that nobody likes and get valuable, really good players in return. It's not going to work that way. So... I look at it as really the only option because you're not going to trade just Pat and get much in return, probably not enough to make that worth it. You're probably not going to trade Grayson and get enough in return to make that worth it just alone. Bobby can get you some value. He's the, the only guy on the team, in my opinion, that you can trade, get a valuable playoff player back potentially. And obviously this all depends on who you get back. I'm not going to trade by Portis for crap and just be like, oh, we got rid of by Portis. I'm happy. No, I know he's a good player, but I'm assuming you can get something in return that's more valuable in the playoffs than Bobby. And you're not losing a ton by doing that. You're not giving up, you know, losing Bobby Portis isn't like, oh, we're not a contender anymore. We lost Bobby Portis. Whereas again, if you traded Drew, Chris, Brooke, that could really hurt your title chances if it doesn't work out. Whereas I'm very comfortable being like, hey, trade Bobby. He's not giving us a ton in the playoffs anyways. And he has some value. Bring in someone different that fills a bigger need, such as a ball handler, such as a wing defender. You know, And these aren't going to be amazing all-star caliber players, but just someone that fills a need better, a role player. If you have to package Grace, you have to package, I don't want to trade Pat, but maybe Pat, maybe Marjan, who knows? You know, If you want to get someone really good and you want to try to you know, give up your young guy in Marjan and get that guy, whatever. All I'm saying is if you believe this core can win, and you, and then that, that would obviously mean you want this core to stay together and you want to improve the team around it. The only way to do that really is to trade Bobby Portis. That's really the only avenue there is because you're not going to do it in free agency and the rest of the guys don't really have much trade value on their own. And I just, I don't know what people see in Bobby other than I know he's very likable. I like him too. Just because I want to trade him doesn't mean I hate him. I'm trying to improve the team. I, I love, you know, as long as he's on the team, I will support him. I'll be chanting his name at the Fiserv. I'll be fully behind him, but I think it would benefit the team to trade him and try to make an upgrade here because it's really the only way you can do it right now. I have a couple of different things. Three, I think, actually. First of which, the Bucks years ago, <clears throat> when they had their big three, 
Cassell, Ray Allen, Glenn Robinson, uh, Tim uh, Thomas, a guy named Scott Williams was on the team. And we all know the story, right? He gets suspended these conference finals. They get screwed by Stu Jackson, who, when I had him on the big show, clear is, says it was clearly something he should have been suspended for. I totally disagree, but regardless. So he gets suspended. Ray Allen uh, decided to, that he wants Anthony Mason. They let Scott Williams go. They bring in Anthony Mason. Team self-destructs, and it's over. They got one run out of that whole thing. What they didn't realize was Scott Williams was the heart and soul of that team. One Glenn, one Ray, one Sam. It was Scott Williams. Okay. I see Marcion's already freaking out over there. Don't worry, I'm not done. Let's go to the Milwaukee Brewers last year. Josh Hader. They're competing for a division. He is their closer. They have a really good guy behind him in Devin Williams. They trade Josh Hader. Destroyed the clubhouse. Not only because it was the closer, but that guy that helped the clubhouse, Marzian. And I think, and I don't know this for sure, but I think Marzian isn't really worrying about team chemistry or so forth because you have so much talent, it'll be fine. Like, who cares? It's a role player. Who cares if they like him or don't like him? Let's just move on. And that very well may be true. And I'm not saying Bobby Portis is the heart and soul of this team one way or the other. But if they're going to move Bobby Portis or Pat Connaughton, Grayson Allen, not worried about him being the heart and soul of this team. But if Connaughton is that heart and soul guy that they all love, or if Bobby Portis is that heart and soul guy, I think you have to consider that before you decide, okay, we're moving on. And I don't want to keep Pat Connaughton. Like, if you're going to give me those three, I'm cool moving on from Connaughton of the three. I'd, I'd rather deal with Grayson Allen getting hot or cold, and I'd much rather keep Bobby Portis. Portis would be the last one I'd trade. Why? Wait, 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 would wait, be the wait, first wait, wait. one I'd trade. Why Why would you trade the guy that's more playable in the playoffs? That's we're, we're, we, we have to be 100% focused on the playoffs right now because everyone talks about Bobby Portis does, has his double-doubles and six-man-of-the-year yeah. candidate. Yeah. That, stuff means, that stuff means crap. Six yeah, man of the year doesn't mean coach. crap. It's not Bud anymore. Remember? Uh, yeah, and that that is a reason. I will, you know, if they if they keep him around, I'm I'm not gonna sit here and cry about it. And oh my god, I'll give him a chance with a new coach, see what happens, everything. But all I know is Bobby has been very bad defensively, which kills your value in the playoffs. And again, he yes, he brings the energy and all that stuff, but double doubles and six man of the year candidate like. That stuff doesn't win you games in the playoffs. It wins you games as being playable and being able to you can consistently play on the floor in the in the playoffs and give you valuable minutes consistently without getting played off the court, without getting exposed on defense, making your shots consistently. We just haven't seen that. Now, Pat, I see that much more with than Bobby. I see Pat as like you he can survive on defense. And he's a very good playoff shooter. You know, he randomly just turns it up, I feel like, as soon as the playoffs start. You he called shot 48, it this year. You said he it was going to happen. Yeah, forty-eight percent in the playoffs, and I it was small sa- season. Small sample size, but I trust Pat as a playoff player more than I trust Bobby. And yet, and Bobby also has more value. So it's like, if this guy's better in the playoffs, or if this guy's, I should say, if, if Bobby's worse in the playoffs, and we can get more for him than the guy that's better in the play, why would you trade the guy that's better in the playoffs where you're getting less value for? Okay. I just that's I keep coming back to that where I'm like, he gets you the value that could make it worth it without giving up anything that's, you know, you're not giving up a ton of playoff value in Bobby Portis. I, that's where I keep coming back. Question two. So your Bobby Portis, trade Bobby Portis thing. What type of player would you want to return for Bobby Portis? You don't need to name names, but position, what you want that player to provide, 
if you're trading Bobby Porras, what position do you want back and what is that what do you want that player to be able to accomplish? So I I said our two biggest needs, in my opinion, for, for what I think you could get for him, I would say either a ball handler, backup, either backup ball handler or someone you could maybe slide into the starting one spot and move Drew over to the two, as we mentioned before, um, is potentially doing that. I, I mentioned Tyus Jones as a guy. Tyus Jones isn't fantastic. I know Bucks fans are going to be, oh, Tyus Jones. He is better in the playoffs for the Bucks for what he provides than Bobby, in my opinion. So I would go for a ball handler like that. I'd go for any type of any type of wing defender that you can, you know, has some length. You can put on one of the better wings, you know, because we have Tatum, Brown, Butler, all in the Eastern Conference. You can put on one of those guys and at least believe that he can do a, a solid job on them for for a game for thirty minutes, whatever. And so either of those two options, or potentially like anyone you could maybe start at the shooting guard. You know, if you're trading Bobby and Grayson. You could maybe then upgrade that shooting guard position and and try to get a, a better scorer there, someone who you can rely on more offensively, take some of the pressure off Drew. There's plenty of stuff out there that I just think this team needs more than what Bobby Portis is giving them right now. And I know he's a nice backup big, and you know he's valuable to have if injuries happen, blah blah blah. But he doesn't give you his defense is just so bad that I'm like I if you if we have to play him a lot in the playoffs, it's not a good thing. And I don't want to have a player like that on my team where, like, I really don't want to play him a lot. I really, you know, that's just, that's how I, that's how I feel about him. And again, I love the dude. I'm not at all, I don't hate Bobby Portis you, you don't at all. Keep, you don't have to keep qualifying it. We know. Okay. okay so I just want to make sure. I want to make it clear because there's very people that, because here's what's going to happen. Here, hold on. Here's what's going to happen. I'm, I'm calling it right now. Regular season, you know, we're going to be in December and Bobby's going to have this stretch of games where he's got 18 and 12, mm-hmm. 20 and 11, 17 and 14. Oh, Nate, you wanted to trade Bobby. You wanted to trade Bobby. And it's going to be like, I'm I'm happy he's doing this right now. At the same time, I'm going to be like, just wait for the playoffs because this dude's not going to be playable. And the regular season doesn't mean crap. We know this. The regular season does not mean crap anymore. We don't ha- we don't need to even debate it. There's like, it's all about the playoffs. And this guy, again, the, the two things, I've heard two reasons why we should keep Bobby Portis. Six man of the year candidate. Or three reasons, I should say. Six man of the year candidate doesn't mean crap. That award consistently goes to players who don't make a huge impact on winning. They just get minutes off the bench and put up empty stats. Six man of the year candidate, um, his you know energy that he brings and all that, which I will value that a little bit, but I'm not going to value that over having a playable player in the playoffs. And um, what was it? Double doubles. I don't care about double doubles. I don't care about double doubles. Fine, I'll give you another one that you didn't mention. The one position on this roster that you have no depth, you have but no. We don't size. need that. We have Giannis. We have you, Giannis. Giannis play doesn't Giannis want to play 40. center. Stop. Giannis does not want to play center. I'm here to. It's type. power forward. Power forward. No, but Bobby Portis is a backup center. You have no size. You have Brook Lopez, and if Bobby Portis goes and you're trading him for a wing defender or a freaking point guard. You have no size. You're going to go sign another 40, 40-year-old 40 guy to come in and try you, and play with Brooke Lopez, behind Brooke Lopez? You have no size. You're trading you from a position of weakness into a position of, on this roster, which you said is pretty much going to be the same. Of You have a bunch of guys there. Now, it's not my fault they signed Grayson Allen to a stupid deal. It's not my fault they gave Pat Connaughton all that money and gave him a long-term contract. That ain't my fault. And if I'm AG, ain't my fault I just got here. But you got these guys under long-term deals. And if I'm AG, I'm probably agreeing with you. 
probably not going to get much for Grayson. Probably not going to get much for Pat Connaughton. And Bobby Portis probably is the, the best piece. The problem is you have nobody behind him. And as you pointed out, you have no money to sign anybody that can replace his numbers. Nobody. You have I, nothing. You're screwed at that point if you decide to move on, if you're not trading him straight up for another power forward. That's why I asked you, what do you want? And you went to a completely different position, which opened up the door for me to walk on in. I mean, like, uh, this is going to be a problem, Mr. Marzia. So I don't, I want to say, I don't look as much at positions as I do player types. Like, oh, yeah. I am very much willing to sacrifice some of our depth in, you know, at center, whatever, for player types that we need. We need a ball handler. We need a wing defender. And I'm, you know, a wing defender could be a 6'7". It could be Dorian Finney-Smith, who I've looked at. That, like, if you need to play him at, you know, small four, power four, whatever, for eight to ten minutes, six to eight minutes, whatever, yes, you can. It's not going to be that hard to, okay, you start Giannis, you start Brooke. At some point, he's the best rebounding big you've got. Brooke Lopez don't rebound the damn ball. He's the only big that rebounds the ball, not named Giannis, on this roster. And you're telling me that some six foot six dude is going to come in and grab twelve rebounds a night? If we don't need, you don't need to grab twelve rebounds. You don't, you don't, you don't need to, you don't need to grab twelve rebounds a game. You that's are. Not what if something happens to Brooke Lopez, what happens then? We that's we're not we that's a that's a extreme scenario. No, I don't care about that. Center. It's not extreme. I don't care about that. He went down with a back injury two years ago. It's not extreme at all. He he's played, already shown he can have an injury. He played like every game last year. I'm gonna he believe did. that Brooke Lopez will be healthy, and if he isn't healthy, then we're probably screwed. Now, I can <laughs> okay. I can if I have to, and, okay. and and truthfully, if I and, and it, we'd be screwed, dude. If Brooke Lopez got hurt and we had Bobby, we're still screwed because Bobby can't play center consistently. That's we're screwed either way. We're screwed. But, he can at least rebound. I don't care. Oh, look. Okay. No, I shouldn't say I don't care because that is important. Yes, rebounding is important. Okay. Got Marzian all fired up now. Look, they can easily survive without that backup big where, okay, you have you start Giannis, you start Brooke. When Brooke goes to the bench, you put Giannis at center for a little bit. You don't have to start him there full-time, play him there full-time. And then, you know, again, whoever we're acquiring, we can move guys down, put them at power forward for, you know, a, a little bit, for a few minutes. And again, positions aren't as meaningful as they were a while back. It's more about having player types and all of that stuff. You can move guys around and all of that. But I, I just I can't I, I can't get behind the arguments people are making for why we should keep him. And okay. you go, you mentioned the you mentioned the uh I'm sorry to keep rambling. You mentioned the the heart and soul thing. If if Bobby Portis truly is the heart and soul of this team, that is a really bad thing. Why? That's all I'm going to say. Because your heart and soul has to be Giannis, Chris, Drew. That has to be. It. I'm not saying Bobby can't add to that. I'm not saying Bobby you had provides star nothing. players in Glenn, Ray, and Sam. If, they were not that. That's their problem. That's why they never won a title. If you if if trading Bobby is something that tanks this team, that is that will alarm me as to like, wow, this team never really was that to begin with. Because you should be able to survive with Giannis, Chris, Drew, Brooke get a new role player in here. Yeah, he might, you know, you're going to lose some of that team chemistry. You're going to have to build some of that back up and some of that energy Bobby provides. But if I can replace that with a player, like a ball handler or a wing defender that helps us so much on the court, I am willing to trade that. And again, I just, I don't see it completely tanking this thing. If it was Chris or Drew or Brooke, I would see it a lot more like, yeah, they might just be that important to the team, but I don't see it with Bobby. And we don't know about Chris and Brooke. I mean, the assumption is they're both coming back. But yeah. Who knows? We'll have to wait and see. All right, uh, next topic.
Do you think this Bucks team needs to get younger? I'll start. Absolutely. Can they? They're stuck. Probably not. I, I do think age is going to continue to play a factor. I mean, they 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 really kind of look old and slow. And, and you really kind of saw it in the Miami series a little bit. And, and we can talk about Spolstra being, you know, the best coach in the NBA, unless you ask Stephen A. Smith, who this morning said it was Ty Lue. Beyond dumb. Um I but, think he's up there. I think Tyler's up there, but to hell, no, get out of here. Um, it, it's Eric Spolstra and then a large gap after Eric Spolstra. Ty Lue ain't getting this team as far as Eric Spolstra has. I'm sorry. There's no chance. I agree. I agree. No chance. Um, Ty Lue won with LeBron. Congratulations. So have others. I, I don't want to hear about it. Uh, but either way. So we talk about where this team is. They're the oldest or one of the oldest teams in the NBA. They're going to be another year older next year. Going forward, and they have no way of getting younger at this point unless, like the Heat, they hit on some undrafted guys and make this roster and they play younger guys over older guys. Because, again, I go back to what I asked you about Bobby Portis. Like, what are you looking for? Now, if you would have came back to me and said, I want to trade Bobby Portis to, say, a Detroit to give them a veteran, and I want to take back a young guy that AG can help develop along with Bochamp, and I want to start to grow that bench to be a little bit younger here going forward, I probably would have listened to that a little bit more. But if it's going to be trade old guy Bobby Portis for another older player, you're not getting any younger. You're not getting any more athletic. To me, that is what scares me more than anything about this team. Because as, well, you don't know this yet, but as I know as an old dude, the older you get, the more likely you are to get hurt in dumber way, in, in dumb ways, easier ways, and you never would have got hurt before, the longer it takes you to recover from said injuries. Now, I know they've got the best trainers in the world and the best doctors, and Sparky, you don't have that. I understand. Human body is the human body, regardless. A a age doesn't lie, right? It eventually catches up to all of us. And the wear and tear these guys go through and bring up Brooke Lopez with that back injury a couple of years ago and all that stuff, I get concerned about age catching up with these guys at some point. And their bench is so freaking old and just got older when you had Crowder and you have Joe Ingles. And you're not getting younger. You're getting older at this point. So if I had a concern going into the summer, it is that we're old and there doesn't appear to be a way, unless it's undrafted free agents or through trade, that you have a chance of getting younger. And everybody talks about H.E. being this great developmental guy. Oh, he developed Jimmy Butler in Chicago, and that was all him that made Jimmy Butler so good, and Jimmy Butler's praised him for helping him. Well, that's great. And if I'm the Pistons, I'm all on board for a developmental coach because I got a bunch of young dudes that have to get better. That's why you overpay to get Monty Williams in there because Monty Williams has shown he can take a bad team and turn them into a competitive team. That guy gets you from A to B. Maybe can't finish, but can get you to the playoffs and be that team. That that's that's kind of where I'm at right now on this. I, I'm I'm a little concerned that we're we're a little old here and it could bite us before this whole thing is said and done, Nathan. Yeah, they I mean they're obviously old. And yes, you wanna, you know, you're gonna have to consider age and trying to get a little bit younger as this whole thing goes along. Any moves you make, you gotta you gotta at least consider that a little bit. The reason I'm not just trying to, like you said, possibly trade Bobby and, and if You'd rather trade him for someone who you can just get that's younger and you can really develop. I still believe that this team right now, again, this core four with some slightly better role players, I think they're one to two guys, one probably guy away, can win another title. And so it's like, I'm not trying to just, you know, I think they're 
90% of the way there, 85, 90% of the way there, you know, and if, if this coach is good, like that keeps him at that spot. I'm not willing to like go from 90%. I want to, I'm, I'm trying to get to hundred percent. I'm not trying to get, Oh, well, we'll stick to 80. We'll go by, we'll go on to 80, get a little bit younger, but we're probably not going to hit that title. And then we're going to kind of spread, like, I'm trying to go all in. And in, you know, at the time of next year's draft, they'll have another pick that they can either use on a player or they can use in a trade. And I, like potentially on draft night next year, I think they can make a trade with three first if they wanted to. Like if if things go bad this year or even if they go good this year and you're like, okay, it's time to really reboot and get another guy in here. I don't know if it's I, – I, I don't know if they're ever going to get another young guy that they develop alongside Giannis. I think it's always going to be, all right, Drew and Chris's time is up. We got to make a move to get another guy that's proven right now. I don't think it's going to be the way people kind of think of, well, we got to get another guy to build for the future. That's not really how you operate when you have a star like that. You're just constantly getting guys that are proven that you know can work and just plugging them in and playing as you go. And I think that's that's, that's the way you got to operate. I'm not willing to trade player. Like, again, people wanting to trade Drew to get, you know, there's potentially like we could get Anthony Simons or we could get the number whatever pick. Yeah, but that really hurts your chances right now. I don't see us winning a title with just Giannis and Chris and Brooke and then youth behind that. Like, I I know that probably helps you in 2027, 2026, but I'm not willing to just punt away a couple years of Giannis's prime. Like, I'm trying to every single year get a little bit better, try to get a little bit better, or keep this core together. And, yeah, you're going to be old. Yeah, you're going to, you know, you're not going to have a, a ton of youth, and it's the, the future is going to be murky. But I think they'll still be able to make it work with, you know, plug in a guy right now and, and play it out, run it back this year, try to, like I said, try to trade a Bobby and, and get a little bit of an improvement for the roster right now for this year. See if you can win another title. If it's not working out, you're, you are going to have picks down the road because, again, they, they have their next year pick. They can't trade it until draft night. Um, it's part of the Drew trade and whatever, the, the pick swaps, all that. So you can't trade it right away. But – down the road, there's going to be a chance for them to make another trade using picks to get, you know, another, I don't want to say star, but like really good player to put alongside this core. Um, and so I, there's going to be chances there. And I think that's kind of the route they're going to go is just stay kind of old, plug in guys as you go, stay proven and just try to win titles every year rather than, OK, we're going to hurt our chances now and really try to hit a home run later. That's. I don't know. I just don't see them doing that, and I don't think that's how you're supposed to operate when you have a player this good in his prime. You gotta just stay old if you have to. I mean, you gotta win titles. Packer fans cheering you all over uh, the world currently because that's what Packer fans wanted them to do with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, let's move on. NBA Finals prediction time. Finals uh, starting tonight. Actually, as uh, we record this on Thursday, what is it? Ten after six, I guess, in the evening as we record this. Uh, before game one starts, let me just say that I don't care who wins this damn thing at all. I didn't really care who won between Miami and Boston. How did you not care? Boston then, sucks. When the when the Bucks lose, I'm done. Like, uh, who cares? I'm done. If the I Bucks hate, aren't going to be there. I really don't care who wins at that point. Boston now, has honestly, Boston has started to rival Badgers level hate for me. That, but but understand something. You 
are the antagonists in this thing this time. Uh, no, I'm Instead not. They went after me last year. Uh-uh. They went if after me last year. You just shut up in the postseason after the Bucks lost and stay out no, of it. No, no, no. Th- that's not what happened. You instead decided, you know what the hell with this? I'm going to keep poking at Celtics fans for the remainder of this run since the Bucks are out. And you went pro Miami. Yes, you did. You, I love Miami the last two weeks. I'm rooting for Miami. You I tweeted that when they were every lost. Every minute of poking at Boston fans because they're all over your social media. That's no, what if this what, is about. If, if what you're saying is true that I'm the antagonist, when the Bucks lost, I would not have had a thousand two, a thousand five hundred. Celtics fans in my space immediately when we lost. Well, of course you would. But you just said that I was the antagonist. As much as they poke at you, it's the same thing. But you said I was the antagonist. It also, no, it literally, I'm telling you right now, it started when we played them in 20. I didn't have any problem with Celtics fans until last year. And then in that playoff, when we played them in the playoffs. Yeah. They, I mean, any team they face in the playoffs, that team kind of realizes how incredibly annoying that fan base is because they're just in everyone's, any tweet you tweet about them, anything bad, if you're like, Oh, look, like I made a video of like Jason Tatum's flops and it just, oh my God, how can you possibly say that Jason Tatum's a flopper? And it, and it just gets them, you know, you're on their radar all of a sudden. They're just at you, at you, at you. And so, but like that, that whole beef started last year. And then like throughout the year this year, I didn't tweet that much about them this year. Um, Did I, was I happy when they lost? Did I tweet about them when they lost? Yes. But you know, when we lost, I took it on the chin. I let them all, you know, say whatever they wanted. And they came in my space and said, we're winning. 18th chip, easiest path to a ring ever. Bucks suck. I can't believe you guys would lose to an eight seed. So when they go and lose to the same eight seed, I'm going to have some fun with sure. them. Now, that doesn't make me the antagonist. They came after me just as much as I came after them. It's just a, it's just a rivalry. Fair point. I wasn't in your spaces to hear them saying all that crap. All I see is what's on Twitter. So yeah. either way. So for me, I had no skin in the game with Boston. I don't really care one way or the other. The only thing I knew about Boston was I said Missoula would never win it this year. His first year head coach. And I thought a veteran head coach would beat him eventually. Did I think Spolster would be the one to have the shot? No, I thought Bud would be the one to have the shot to beat him and I'll coach him and move forward. I was wrong. Spolster got all the way there. You knew going in that providing the heat didn't go cold shooting the rock, that Miami was going to have every chance to win that series. Uh, And they did. And now it's Denver. And I'll be honest. I don't care about this either for two reasons. One, I like Malone, the head coach in Denver. I do. Like I get down with him. I like Jamal Murray, the point guard in Denver. Two years ago, I thought Denver was going to win the championship, uh, and it never happened. Murray was hurt, never the same coming back, and this was the first year where he actually looked like he was right uh, here in the second half of the season like he was prior to the injury. Uh, So Denver is deep. No question they're deep. Miami? I can't stand Miami and Jimmy Butler. Never have. Can't stand them. They've always presented problems for the Bucs. They're cocky, arrogant, condescending, mainly Butler. Um, so never really been a fan of Miami and that Miami Boston series. Another reason why I didn't care who won. Cause I didn't like either team. There is a part of me now that kind of wants to see Spolster win a championship without LeBron. I, I want to, because he deserves it. I, I mean, say what you want dude deserves it. I mean, this is the second time he's in the finals with this year, probably the least talented team in the playoffs. Once we get through the play in, of the guys that got through the play-in, he's got the least talented team in the playoffs, in my opinion, and they're sitting there in the NBA Finals. Dude deserves a ring. Now, we're already talking about you know top five all-time, top 10 all-time for Spolstra, whatever. But in order to really solidify that, he needs to win a ring now without LeBron. Kind of like Kobe in his mind needed to win a ring without Shaq and did with Gasol. 
he needs to win one now to solidify everything that everybody says about him here. I think he's got a chance at it. We'll see. Tyler Hero's supposed to be back in this series. I don't know if that's good or bad for them, but he's supposed to be back at some point uh, in this series because Tyler Hero, I've always compared him to J.R. Smith and people get mad at me. He can shoot you uh, and win a game and he can shoot you right out of a game at the same point. He can get hot or cold equally as equally as fast. So we'll see how that plays out. So I don't care who wins. Uh, if Denver wins, I'll be happy for Malone because I think he's a hell of a coach uh, and deserves it. And the Jokers won how many MVPs with no ring. Uh, so that's fine. If Miami wins it, I'll be happy for Spolstra. So that's kind of where I'm at. Marzian, where are you at? Yeah, this is the first like stress-free finals I've had in a long time where I don't, I like both teams. I'm not going to be mad at either one winning. Um, don't have a strong preference. I'm not going to be watching these games stressed out. Like, oh, I really don't want this team to win. So I'm happy. I'm just going to enjoy it. I will say that I want the Heat to win. Not strongly, but I, if I had to pick, I'll pick the Heat. Um, I do think Nuggets in five, though. I, I really just don't think the Heat, I, I, the Nuggets just look so good right now that I don't I don't see Miami keeping up with them. Um, but yeah, as you said, like Spolstra definitely deserves another ring. And the way those role players are playing, you know, if they keep that up, they're going to be well-deserving. You know, Caleb Martin, Gabe Vincent, all those guys. That, this series just, is on Bam. It's on Bam. Yeah, If Bam absolutely. plays well and defends well, they'll have a chance to win the series. If yep. Bam disappears in games, they're going to get beat quickly. Yeah, I think. But like, but I I completely agree. Um, and yeah, I just I won't be mad if if Jokic or Jimmy are the star player on the team that gets a ring. I won't be mad at that. Those are you know right. I like both of them. I like Jimmy went to Marquette. Um, and yeah, like I I got no problems with this. So my pick is Nuggets in five. I will you know just a little bit hope that the, the Heat win. But I'm just going to enjoy some good NBA Finals hoops and. You know, that's that's pretty much it. I've been watching the Brewers and just getting pissed off by the day watching them. So that's how I've been entertaining my I, nights. The, is... the, the Cubs aren't looking any better. So, <sighs> yeah, I forgot you're a Cubs fan. Um, my seven year old's a Cubs fan. So I have to deal with that as well. So I watch Cubs too. But the Brewers are just so hurt and so banged up. It's just, it's not been pretty. Uh, okay. Here's Nathan Marzian. Follow him on Twitter and Nathan Marzian. We'll be back uh, next week uh, recording again as usual. We're going to start recording on Monday nights now. I think I brought that up before. Uh, so Mondays and Thursday nights recording and be posted on Tuesday and Friday mornings. And uh, there you go. Follow me at Sparky Radio. Don't forget, you can download on the Odyssey app, of course, or wherever you download your favorite podcast. Of course, Odyssey Sports YouTube page from time to time. I'll throw some of these videos up there as well. Enjoy the rest of your day. Have a good one, people. Toodle.